Welcome to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau, the show that provides Christian insights into contemporary moral and ethical values and dives deep into how your faith in Jesus changes the way you live your life. Now here's your host, Mike Sherboneau. Hey everybody, welcome to Saturday night. It's Open Mic and uh, glad you're with me as we unpack all sorts of subjects. You know, one of the things I'm kind of happy about is the long run that we had on subjects related to COVID. Uh, they were just kind of tiring and exhausting. And while it's still there, we're kind of taking a hiatus from it for the last few weeks. Although if you need to talk about it, want to talk about it, you're welcome to call in. There's still lots of ongoing issues with that whole uh, subject that's impacting the world. But in the midst of that, I thought we'd take a different twist tonight and talk about something that's rather uncomfortable. Uh, I want to talk about, you ready for this? Are you ready? You got, are you sitting down? I want to talk about fake spirituality. And I want to talk about fake spirituality in the context of the reality that we live with, where largely because of social media, it's almost as if what you did this afternoon becomes public knowledge. But we hear of big name Christian leaders who have, <clears throat> you know, fallen, you know, whether it's a moral failure or, uh, you know, an ethical uh inappropriate behavior, the list goes on and on. We have so much we've seen in the area of sexual abuse and physical abuse. It's painful when we hear those things. What causes that? How do we prevent it? I have two very interesting guests tonight. Uh, the first I'm going to bring on in uh, just a moment. My first guest is Lara Watson. And Lara Watson, if that name doesn't ring a bell right away, it will when I tell you who she is. And uh, more than anything else, she would tell you that she's a Jesus follower, uh, loves her husband, Jeff, and, uh, and she has two amazing boys. I mean, that's a good mother. All your boys are always amazing, Jake and Ben. We're going to hear about them. But Laura is the uh, co-host and senior producer for 100 Huntley Street. Many of you have grown up watching that street or you're aware of it. And she is uh, at the reins there. She has a very uh, significant part to play in how that program is being crafted. And of course, she's on the screen all the time. So we're going to invite Laura to come on tonight. And she's agreed to help me unpack the whole subject of this fake spirituality and how you just be a real person and how you stay close to Jesus. So I want to welcome tonight Laura. I believe she's on the line. Thanks for calling in tonight and being willing to stick your neck out. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor and a privilege to be with you uh, on well, the show tonight. <laughs> you know, as I was texting, I'm just glad that you're here because you're going to help me with a, a tough subject tonight and you're sticking your neck out. And uh, So let me, uh, you know what, I know you'd be the one to say that, that all that's happened to you, it's uh, the grace of God. Um, and we want to talk even about that statement in a few moments, but you've done a lot of things. Um, you know, you're a, a writer, uh, you're a producer, yeah. you've worked with all sorts of organizations from CBC, Bell Rogers, um, you did Contacts with Lorna Duick, and the list goes on and on and on. Even Young People's Theatre, which I think that sounds to me like the most fun of all, but, um, <laughs> I think in my, in my next life, I, I want to be an actor and, uh, <laughs> And I, I want to be a late night comedian. So uh, maybe that's why I'm doing this show because I just, I'm choosing to have fun. But I want to thank you for coming on tonight. 
And I, I just thought we could, uh, Brene Brown has an interesting word. She talks about rumbling. And sometimes you just gotta rumble with certain subjects. And, and this is a tough one, isn't it? Fake spirituality. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Oh, it's a, it is. Well, it's a very tough one. I mean, fake spirituality, I think it's very interesting. I, I've become more cognizant of having authentic spirituality the more I've seen in the public eye um, as a Christian leader. And um, whether, you know, it's a hard one because it's hard for us to judge others, right? But what we can start yeah. with is, ju- is not judging ourselves, but, but having taking a clean inventory of our hearts, being very authentic and being honest before God. And, you know, one of my biggest uh, focuses, even in the work I'm doing now, because, you know, I was really behind the scenes more for years. Uh, even though I was an actress when I was younger, uh, by the time I was 20, I was writing plays and putting other people up on stage to act them out. And I started okay. taking a backseat, and I enjoyed that. And I was a, I'm was i a very quiet person. I actually spend a lot of time, uh, you know, alone and uh, enjoy just – I'm a real homebody. <laughs> so anyhow, but as I got into this role with 100 Huntley Street and became more in the public eye – um, what I really became aware of was just this pull in my heart where God would say, you know, I want you to be the same, uh, Laura, privately as you are publicly. Do not let a chasm develop. Do not have a duality happen, right? And okay. that challenge made me draw even closer to God. And I can okay, tell you let's unpack that, Laura. That and practice that. Yeah. So how, do you, well, how did you hear God say that? Like. Did he, uh, oh, yeah. was there an extra chapter in the yeah. Bible that he wrote it in? said, dear, dear Laura. <laughs> oh, pretty much. Um, it's like, you know, I think it's the longer, so that, that's a very complicated thing to say. You're right. Like, you know, I heard God say this and some people do hear the audible voice of God and, um, you know, they might once or twice in their life and they have these incredible testimonies. Uh, but I think the longer you spend time in God's presence, and, and to do that, you know, you need to be reading your Bible and praying and listening to worship music and worshiping Him and just spending time connected to God, you begin to be able to hear the impressions that He puts in your heart. So it's almost, you're hearing it in your spirit. And, um, you know, I would even just be on the set, or I would be out and about, and I would hear God impress that on my spirit and my heart. Like, Laura, don't let you know, a separation developed. Um, because often, you know, on air, and you know that as a preacher on Sunday morning, you are presenting probably the strongest side of your faith, probably, right? Like, but, you know, we're all human. I go out and I could have a bad day. I could be struggling with feeling depressed. I could be struggling with this pandemic. I could be struggling with anything. And never and you so have, would you have a marriage problem just before you go on air, would you? You'd oh. never have a disagreement with no, Jeff no. or anything. <laughs> no, no. No conflict, nobody crying in the background, no children crying. And, and, you know, sometimes during the pandemic, we were recording at home, and, you know, there would be a lot of struggle in my house, struggle with online schooling, struggle with, uh, you know, issues with the two brothers sometimes, all different things. Um, And so, you know, the pressures are real, And but what I would say is that there's there's inventory. You can take personal inventory. So we can't judge someone else. But I will say this. There's some things Jesus said, right? So, you know, Jesus talked about in John 15, staying in the vine, staying close, right? Staying in the vine. And when I talk about reading the Bible, 
um, praying, ex- being in relationship with God, worshiping Him, that's staying in that vine. And, and that means I'm able to produce the fruit that is authentic spirituality. And that fruit, you know, later in the Bible, uh, you know, the, the fruit is very clear in Galatians 5.22, right? So you want to be showing love and joy, peace, kindness, goodness, self-control. You know, and a lot of, so it, I really feel it, it's heightened. When you're in the public eye, you need to stay closer to God so that that fruit can be in your life. Because I do think the absence of that fruit is evidence of spirituality that is not healthy and perhaps fake spirituality then. So if someone is okay, a lot of, yeah. Go ahead, though. No, no, no. I, I just let, let me push back. I want to push back. Yeah. So, like, you got the gift of the gab, just like me. So, like, this is great. We're gonna fight for airtime. Okay, <laughs> take that as a compliment. Okay, so something that haunts me. Uh, I'm probably uh, more than a couple years older than you, uh, but you've heard of uh, Jim Baker and Tammy Baker and the PTL Club. And the, the incredible rise to what appeared to be amazing success. And then it crashed and burned uh, for a whole bunch of mm-hmm. reasons, uh, including, uh, you know, sexual impropriety and, and all that ugly mm. stuff. Here's the thing. Yeah. There was a guy that would be on the program with him. He was at the end. I think his name was Jim Dornham. Uh, but mm. he was always on the air, kind of like the sidekick that would fill in the blanks. And they asked him, they said, what went wrong? after the whole thing had crashed. And he said this, we got so busy doing God's work, we didn't have time for God. I've never forgotten that. And I thought maybe you could help me with that. How do you stay, uh, you know, you talked about abiding in the vine and maybe not all our listeners understand that language, but it's a, a phrase that Jesus used when he just said that he was like a vine. If we all know that if you tear a branch off, it's gonna die. And so in the same breath, mm-hmm. Jesus is saying, if you want to stay close to me, stay close to me. Um, don't mm-hmm. pretend. And you've talked about that. Yeah. You get busy. I mean, I look at all the different mm-hmm. things you've done and you are doing. Yeah. And you've got three boys, Jeff being the oldest yeah. one, your husband. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's, he's energetic, I'll tell you that. He's energetic. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, get, I imagine the two of you together, you got to fight for airtime because Jeff, yeah. he, you guys are like a house full of preachers. So that's funny. How do you do it? How do you hold it together? How do you hold it together? Like, let's well, just be honest asked, for a few minutes. Oh, not that well, you weren't honest before, but let's be really honest. Like, because you see, the world is really hurt. I, I'm looking out my window where I'm doing this show from, and there's neighbors. I just moved into a new neighborhood. And I'm going to tell you, yeah. even the ones I haven't met, if, I t- if and when I tell them I'm a Christian or I'm a follower of Jesus or a pastor or whatever, they're cynical. They say, oh, man, yeah. oh, man. And just because of mm-hmm. the bad rap. And it doesn't matter if you're yeah. Protestant or Catholic. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it, some days I almost think it's better to be a politician and fail than a, a Christian and fail. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm wishing it for yeah. anybody, but people yeah. are just ticked off with fake mm-hmm. spiritual people. Mm-hmm. So I, how do you, you know, how do you hold I, it together? Oh, well, okay. How do I hold it together? Oh my goodness. Well, God's great. <laughs> I'm not laughing, but you know, some of my some of my work weeks are sixty hour work weeks. I will literally have the same thought you have voiced out loud. You know, like here we are doing God's work and I don't have time to read the Bible. 
right? And, and okay. you know, we had a meeting not too long ago as a team, and they said, well, what do you need, Clara? And I said, I just need time to read the Bible. Like, you're asking, you know, what do I need to perform? I need a bit more time. And so I would say that um, I would say that I find that God does meet my need quite supernaturally, and how I'm going to say that is um, I do things like I try to stay in prayer casually throughout my day, right? So it's, I'm, okay. that's what I'm saying about staying close to God. I'm trying to stay in prayer. So when a thought's coming in that's not um, going to be good for me, I'm trying to give it to God. I don't always. Like, my battles are very significant. Um, but, I, but I would also say, like, so my battles with sometimes being incredibly anxious or struggling with depression or struggling with all kinds of things that I've experienced in my life, they're real battles. Um, so I try to do a lot. Of, I, I insulate my life. So I'm trying to, you know, pray sort of in the car on the way to work. I'm listening to a worship song while I'm doing my hair. I'm trying to stay uh, as connected as I can to God in those times, trying to make sure I go to church on Sunday so I can listen uh, to, you know, listen to the word being preached, listen to the Bible being preached, listen, because I know that it takes root in my heart for that week. So I, I'm trying my best everywhere to insulate myself because I really do feel like, you know, the idea that you get too busy in ministry um, and then you're no longer able to be connected the way you would want to be or the way you need to be, especially because I would I do see that that battle of, of, you know, good and evil. And I see it worked out a lot of the time in Christian leaders' lives. Like the enemy of our souls, you know, and if we see that there is evil in the world, then you have to wonder, is there an enemy, right? Is there... Is there Satan? Does that does that person or that creature exist? Well, you know, um, then we have to wonder. Of course, it would make sense to go after those who are trying to lead spiritually, those who are trying to preach um, the Bible, those who are trying to share Jesus, trying to share light into the world. And so you can easily you have to have a strong armor, and you also need to um, ask, be honest. Ask people for prayer. Like, I mean, I'm not. You know, you said it'll be honest. And I am being honest, but the thing is, I am really blunt, actually, in my private life. Like, I will call up those people who pray for me and be honest right. to the point where I... So you have a core of people. You have a core of people. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's... I do, and they're really exact... And that's another part. I was going to say that, um, you know, accountability. Accountability with other people to say, I'm struggling with this addiction. I'm struggling with depression. I'm struggling with lust. Be honest. Like this whole thing where we have to pretend like we're strong and we're okay, not, you know, all the time, that's, that's not the truth. And I think, I think when you have um, an awareness of, of, you know, your brokenness, you do, that humility can lead you to depend more on God and tell the truth more about yourself. We're going to come back in just a moment. That, yeah, yeah, sure. No, Laura, we're going to come back in just a moment. We're going to take a short break. I got a couple of questions for you. Folks, you're listening to Open Mic tonight. I'm Mike Sherman. My special guest is Laura Watson, uh, who is co host of 100 Huntley Street, executive producer. She's a mom. She's uh, everything but a gymnast, uh, if you read her write up. And probably <laughs> she does that. She can do cartwheels around everything else. And she's going to uh, talk to us again a little bit more about fake spirituality. We're going to be right back after a short break. Are you looking for a fresh start this fall? 
Looking to grow your faith, find friends, and experience those connecting moments that were snatched away from you by the pandemic? Well, the people of North End Church invite you to join them this Sunday at 10 a.m. Located at 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines, North End is excited to discover what God's new normal is for them this fall. Dynamic worship, preaching that connects, programs for all ages, and new friends to meet. You'll find that North End is a place where everyone is welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything is possible. Check out North End Church this Sunday at 455 Geneva Street, St. Catharines, or go to northendchurch.ca. Will you provide a Bible for someone who desperately needs one? Baja knows the truth about Jesus, but she needs to read the Bible for herself. Like many new believers in India, Baja cannot find or afford a Bible. Your gift today provides a Bible and ministry programs for people like Baja. She knows that the power of prayer to Jesus changed her life, and she is eager to share this power and truth with others. But she needs a Bible. Your gift of just $5 will provide the Bible for a new believer eagerly waiting for their own copy of God's Word. Will you give a Bible to a new believer today? Visit BibleLeague.ca slash Mike or call Bible League Canada at 1-800-363-9673. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, welcome back to the program. Uh, my special guest tonight is Laura Watson, who is the uh, senior producer of 100 Huntley Street and also the co-host of the program, along with a whole bunch of other things. We're talking about fake spirituality. If you got a question, you want to call in, you got a thought, you're welcome to call in tonight. Uh, Laura, let me ask you uh, a question, but I want to read something first, okay? It says, sure. we, are, we're, we are living in a day of fake spirituality. Almost daily, we hear stories of well-known leaders in the political, religious, and sports and entertainment industry who show up as one thing, and then we are let down. Well, as disappointed as we may be and at times despondent, all of us know that we're prone to fail, prone to wander. And we are, may not be those big name leaders, but we are still prone to putting on the mask. How do we stay close mm -hmm. to home? I, I want to say it politely and respectfully, you're a big time leader. Uh, you've been talking mm -hmm. to us very authentically about how you try to keep the mask off and be the real deal. Mm -hmm. Think back this last year at the number of big name leaders that you're aware of, uh, both in Canada mm -hmm. and the States who have been exposed. What was your reaction when you hear things like that? <clears throat> good question. <laughs> I'm not laughing, but oh, my, these are good questions. Um, you I was going to say your husband, Jeff, wrote them for me, but that's not true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my. It, there, it's, it's, you know what? I'm just so tired of us pretending that, yes. you know, stuff is not happening. And it seems now that yeah. when I talk about defending the faith, more than anything, I have to explain the behavior that is just yeah. so abysmal of yeah. big name Christians. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, actually, on Friday, uh, we, I came, we came across somebody who, you know, we've been connected to, and there's now some scandal around them, and we're like, oh, we have to make decisions on this. And uh, so it's very, it's happening, it's prevalent. And, you know, I remember being at Crossroads and a younger, uh, you know, a younger um, person there, they were so upset about a recent 
uh, faith figure falling, right? And just brokenhearted. And, and I said to that young person, you know, just, and I'm saying young, I'm young too, I know, but they're much younger than me. And I said, just remember that, you know, they said, oh, my faith's really struggling now. And I said, you know, that person, like that person falling even is a reminder that you don't follow people, you follow Jesus. And when I look at all these people that are struggling and they, you know, they, they're leaders and they break down and then they fall into scandal and it could be all kinds of things, horrific things like abuse or it could be, um, you know, uh, maybe substances, whatever it might be, or, or financial scandals. Um, yep. You know, I, it's ringing in my ears because I often, just like you, my neighbors and my friends that are not Christian will often say to me, nice Christian, nice Christian, I'll get these comments, but I'll always answer back to them that, you know, Jesus came for the sick because it's the sick who need a doctor. And these leaders who get so close to Jesus at one point and then become leaders don't think they didn't come to Jesus because they were completely broken to begin with. Like, that would be so, and then I think, you know, yeah, and then maybe the maybe their own fallenness has gotten the better of themselves. But again, I, I'm, I just look at the Bible and the, the Bible characters and, and how these people were so broken, so falling, made huge mistakes. Um, and and God still loved them. And then I guess as well, I will often say to people, um, you know, the Bible does talk about how we will be deceived by false leaders. These are people, or right, these are people that are deceived themselves. They are not actually following Jesus. They may be in this for power and self-gain. The enemy literally may have planted them into our Christian communities and into the world to make people struggle. You know, and the Bible says that even like the enemy of our souls can appear as an angel of light, right? So yeah, I think exactly. we have to remember things like that, that, you know, these may not have been uh, authentic Christian leaders in the first place, some of them. That's a really big mm. question. Did they know Jesus? So we let's, uh, let me jump in on that. Let me jump in. A, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Let me tell you a quick, cute story. Um, so a little boy named Johnny, they're always called Johnny in these stories, but anyways, uh, Johnny, uh, they didn't have a lot in their home. And next door to them was a lady named Mrs. Springsteen, quite wealthy. And she invited Johnny to come in for cookies and milk. And she put the milk in a crystal glass and the cookies on a china plate. He had never seen such things. He looked at them and he said, Mrs. Springsteen, that is the nicest looking Tupperware that I've ever seen. And I, I smile when I think of that story because Johnny didn't know the difference between crystal and Tupperware because of what he'd grown up with. How do we tell the difference? What do you look for when you meet people, you interview people, you hire people? Uh, you probably have to mm -hmm. let some people go in the course of your career. Mm -hmm. What do you look for? Mm -hmm. I'm, I am looking back to, so I do look for the fruits of the spirit that the bible talks about i do look for that in people because i find just in my i became a believer when i was 17 i'm 41 now but i do find that throughout that journey it was the people who didn't show things like love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness gentleness um when no one was looking like i watch for that what are you going to be like when the cameras are off what are you going to be like when you're um walking by that person who's struggling with homelessness on the street and they try to speak to you. Like, I actually watch for those in-between moments with people. Am I seeing the character of Jesus? Am I seeing the fruits of Jesus? So that would be the one thing. If I see somebody who I also feel like is um, 
you know, lording power over others. That's that's not Christ-like because Christ came to serve. And so if we're leading, we are to be the first person washing someone else's feet. We are to be the wow. first person serving. So what's our posture like? And I'm watching all those things to say, how much are you like Jesus? And I think if we look at a lot of these leaders who have fallen, you know, I don't know what we would have seen. We would have seen top-down leadership. We would have seen, like, we would have seen sort of, I can't, like, almost king-like behavior, right? Hmm. And we know even in the Bible, God didn't want a king. He wanted to be the ruler of the people of Israel in the Old Testament, but they asked for a king. And so then I look at Jesus coming in. He's this servant leader. It's so different with him, and he's doing life day in and day out, and he, and he always has the, the, he sees the lowly, he sees the invisible. And so even when I'm interviewing people, when I'm working with people, when I'm, you know, experiencing people, I'm thinking about what is their posture? How are, how, you know, are they reminding me of Jesus? Is there humility like there? That. And then are they more concerned about their own kingdom than the kingdom of God? That's another great question. You well, know, I'll tell you it, what. Am I always hearing that stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. We have uh, somebody who's itching to, uh, to talk to you. We have a caller here. And uh, normally when I'm doing an interview, I don't take a lot of calls, but let's, do we have time for one call before you go? Because I don't want to take up your whole evening. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, so sure. let's take one quick call. And uh, we've got Annette on the line. Annette, thanks for calling in. And what would you like to say to Laura? Okay, maybe I'm off topic here. But um, I thought Ravi Zacharias was the most incredible apologist. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I, you know, I cannot anything he said in terms of apologetics and Christianity. Um, I think, you know, it, it actually helped me to become more Christian. I think. Okay, so okay. let's jump to the question. So, so, but we we know what sort of happened. But does that mm -hmm. mean? that everything he said is, you know, we can't listen to that. Um, Good question. Like, let's jump in on that one because we're almost at the end of the half. So, Laura, let's handle that question, see if we can get that one done. Good question, Annette. Oh, yeah. You know, that's Do we throw the baby out with the bathwater? Right. And I think that, you know, mm -hmm. oh, sorry, I was hearing myself echo there. It's a great question. And Ravi Zacharias, I think that broke a lot of our hearts. Um, I, I would say that there's a few things. It's really interesting. Um, we can be called and gifted as a preacher or as an apologist or as, you know, um, a communicator and a speaker, and, and we can be called by God to do those things, and then our own sin and brokenness comes in the way. But it doesn't mean that the gifts we've been given and the way we did use them at times when we were serving God don't, um, aren't to be, don't, wouldn't be useful to the body of believers or useful for what God wants to, you know, use them for. And I will say this as well, you know, King David in the Bible, you know, he wrote these Psalms, well, and, and you, you know, you read about him, but does his life not matter or did the Psalms not matter because he committed adultery with Bathsheba and then had her husband murdered? No, actually. So it's very complicated. And then the final thing I'll say, which I often think about, God used a donkey in the Bible to speak out of, and I'm not comparing Ravi. I'm not comparing anybody. But I, I thought you were comparing me. No. <laughs> but God will use any of us, you know, in a way through our gifts to sow his seed in our hearts. 
you know, and I know even the leader that I came to faith under, she later struggled a lot, and it was very, like, there was a whole thing that happened there, and but I was like, God used her. I know how he used her to sow into me. I know where I am now. So I think with God, his word does not return to him void. And so when someone's preaching it, even when we take it in, no matter how broken or fallen that person is or becomes, God's word still produces the fruit. Wow. Well, good point. Annette, that's a fantastic, I apologize. We got to, if you got 10 seconds, talk quick. (laughs) We have, Zacharias, um, if if it's all true, which there is still stuff, but hello. Yeah. Anyways, he he you know he, if if even if he's a fallen man, yeah. like whatever he says was so profound, like it changed yeah. my life. It changed my life. So let me jump in, okay, Annette, and I want to thank you for the call you've raised. Uh, a great question tonight, and I'm glad that God used him to change your, your life, and I yeah. think the lives yeah. of many others. So I'm going to let you go, Annette, and uh, Laura, I just want to wrap up. we got 30 seconds here before we got to go to the half. Sure. Uh, so appreciate you coming on, being vulnerable, being open. Folks, you've been listening to uh, Laura Watson, who is a senior producer of Huntley Street and uh, co-host, and uh, amongst many, many other things. Laura, thank you yeah. for talking to us about being real. <laughs> I'm going to give you the last th- 30 seconds. Well, thank you for having me on, Mike, and uh, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you for exploring this topic, and my prayer is that something we've said here tonight is helpful to people, um, and we're all on this journey together. We are all trying to figure this out, and I'm just thankful for the opportunity to do that with you guys tonight. Well, I appreciate that. And coming on right after we take the break is uh, another guest, Dr. Dave Sherboneau. And uh, Dave is going to be talking about how to establish healthy rhythms in your life so that you can avoid these kind of failures that we've been talking about as well. You're listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau. I'm going to be right back after a short break. Will you provide a Bible for someone who desperately needs one? Baja knows the truth about Jesus, but she needs to read the Bible for herself. Like many new believers in India, Baja cannot find or afford a Bible. Your gift today provides a Bible and ministry programs for people like Baja. She knows that the power of prayer to Jesus changed her life, and she is eager to share this power and truth with others. But she needs a Bible. Your gift of just $5 will provide the Bible for a new believer eagerly waiting for their own copy of God's Word. Will you give a Bible to a new believer today? Visit BibleLeague.ca slash Mike or call Bible League Canada at 1-800-363-9673. Are you looking for a fresh start this fall? Looking to grow your faith, find friends, and experience those connecting moments that were snatched away from you by the pandemic? Well, the people of North End Church invite you to join them this Sunday at 10 a.m. Located at 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines, North End is excited to discover what God's new normal is for them this fall. Dynamic worship, preaching that connects, programs for all ages, and new friends to meet. You'll find that North End is a place where everyone is welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything is possible. Check out North End Church this Sunday at 455 Geneva Street, St. Catharines, or go to northendchurch.ca. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 
or 883-5000. Hey, welcome back to the program. Well, that was an interesting first half and appreciated the transparency of uh, Laura Watson so much. Coming into the second half, uh, I've asked my big brother, uh, Dr. Dave Sherbino, uh, to join us. Dave is I've uh, been a pastor for a lot longer than I have. We'll just leave it at that. He has uh, authored several books, and he is currently a uh, professor at Tyndale uh, University and Seminary. And uh, Dave, thanks for coming on tonight to help us with this big subject. Oh, glad to be here, and uh, hopefully we have some interesting conversation. That's right. We're not going to talk about your hockey game or anything else. We're, uh, we're kind of dealing with a heavy one. Yeah. Uh, this whole thing of fake spirit, fake spirituality, and uh, maybe my fake dream to be uh, an NHL player, but uh, I, they're really far apart. Both of the things we've had Laura Watts on, who is a senior producer of Huntley Street and also the co-host. And in the first half, she was uh, talking to us about, you know, how you survive through the limelight and what she does in her life to try to stay anchored. Uh, as we journey on, let's just take a couple of minutes because we were talking about uh, a caller brought up the, the very painful subject of Ravi Zachariah, and who was a great apologetic. And after he passed, as you know, David, uh, he was found out to be something that he uh, otherwise had professed. And people are devastated with that. But he's not the only one. Uh, sadly, it seems to happen with many, many people. So let's talk about healthy rhythms and maybe you got some thoughts. How did you, how do you process, first of all, when you hear of somebody who has, as you say, bit the dust? Well, in many ways, it's quite devastating for the whole Christian church to hear these stories. And in many ways, the church has several black eyes over the period of history. And I actually knew Ravi Zachariah personally, and it was, he had a great ministry and he was a great apologist. But the sad thing is now many people, especially those who are the seekers, are wondering how skeptical can I be when someone makes all these claims and yet is living a totally different lifestyle. The, the reality is that the larger you become in life, the more the spotlight will focus on you. But I think the same reality has to be there for every follower of Jesus, that we need to be looking carefully at our own life and what we profess. So it's easy to have all kinds of spiritual words, but the fact is, what is the reality that is being lived out? And so many people today are very skeptical about hearing all kinds of religious language, uh, and I kind of joined them. I'm rather skeptical of a lot of religious language. I want to see, is there evidence of that reality being lived out? So, for example, I look at Matthew 7, and around verse 21 and 22, it says this, and in that day, many will say, Lord, did we not do this, that, and the other in your name? And they, you know, they talk about proclaiming your name and uh, doing great deeds. And Jesus said, you know, sorry, folks, I don't even know you. So there has to be authenticity. Okay, hit the pause button. Hit the pause button. <laughs> Just say that line again. Like Jesus said, you've done all these things. You've healed people. You've spoken in my name. And he's saying, I don't know you. Hello, so that's, that's I, a I tough one. It is. In fact, for me, that's more difficult than what is called the unpardonable sin. Uh, because it looks everything looks good, but here's the key factor. They're focusing everything on what they are doing 
but they're not really developing a relationship with Jesus. And I think that's happened in the church. We are so driven by what people are going to do. Like, if you go to church twice on Sunday, if you go to midweek small groups, if you serve in this, that, and the other, you're considered a pillar. Well, you could be doing all those things, but it doesn't guarantee that there's a reality of you developing an intimate and deeper relationship with Jesus. So, so how do we do that? How do we do that, David? How, how do we develop that relationship with Jesus? How do we become the real deal? Well, it's interesting. A number of years ago, many of you are familiar with the Willow Creek Association, and they had a philosophy that said, we want to develop fully devoted followers of Jesus. And they worked really hard at lots of programs. And then about six or seven years ago, they decided, we've been doing this for 20 years. Let's take a look. And so they wrote three books, which was a very in-depth analysis. And what they discovered was that programming people does not bring about transformation. And what they needed is to move back into the basic spiritual practices that have been part of the reality of the church since its inception. Things such as taking time just to be alone with God, taking time in meditation on, on Scripture, taking time to be in silence and solitude, uh, learning to develop accountability, uh, being mentored. And those, I can go on and on. There's, there's probably 40 or 50 different spiritual practices. But it's realizing in different seasons of your life, certain practices might be more prominent than others. But it's saying this. How can I develop a strong relationship with Jesus? And so it's not just what I'm presenting in my public image, but it's in my private life. Okay. Okay, my mind is spinning. You know, you're my brother, but that, I got to admit, that was pretty well said. <laughs> it, kind of, you were, uh, it just resonated in my own heart. Um, yeah. you, you, you help people develop rhythm in their life. Uh, yeah. Soul care might be another word. So yeah. I don't think any of us getting up in the morning would say, I want to be a fake. But you and I both have a friend uh, that ministered with us in, at various seasons uh, a number of years ago. And I remember before he was found out to be something other than he professed to be. Afterwards, when I confronted him, he said, it was easier for me to tell a lie uh, than the truth. And this person was so gifted, though, as a, a worship leader and a brilliant, brilliant mind. How do we get to that point where we're living the lie? Well, part of that is in psychology, and that's my part of my field. Like I was, people might not know this, but I was a psychotherapist before in, in my previous life. And I do a lot of work in combining uh, psychotherapy and spiritual formation. But we live in what is called our true self and our false self. And I am convinced that most of us are living out of our false self. And so very early in our formation as children, there are some things which are really important. We want to be accepted. We want to be loved. We want to be part. And so we will fake who we are just to be accepted. If, if listeners have young adolescents, you can see this in their uh, peer group, like you want to be accepted. And we just continue that rhythm in life. And it was Ruth Haley Barton, who does the Transformation Center out of Chicago, made this statement once. She said, I wonder how many ministers have been hired 
on the basis of their false self, and now they got to live it out. And so we will become whatever people want us to be. And the danger is we don't look at who we were called to be. And I believe our true self is that you and I and all who are listening are called to be the beloved daughter and son of Almighty God. And that is our true identity. But you look at people when they meet you, they ask you this question. Hey, what's your name? And we tell them our name. Question number two. What, what do, you do you do? Yeah. And our identity is so often based on what we are doing. And so people can get up and do all these things, but it might not be the reality of who they are. And that's why the spiritual practices help us to move into that awareness of ourselves. So I'm going to just share one practice. It's a very simple one that I try okay. to do on a daily basis. It's called the prayer of examination. And I do this usually at the end of my night, at the end of the day, before I go to sleep. And it's three questions I ask myself. Number one, what am I thankful to God for in this day? Number two, where have I noticed God in my day? And number three, is there anything I need to confess to God in my day? And that helps me to stay somewhat grounded and honest. And then there's a fourth one, which could be followed up. What am I seeking to do tomorrow as the basis of that reality? So I realize that God is at the center of life, and I want to keep that as a major focus. Okay, well, so we're pondering all of those questions. What do you do at the beginning yeah. of the day? What do, you, what do you say at the beginning of the day? How do you begin your day? So it's one thing to have the reflection. Uh, we have examples right. of Jesus where he get up early in the morning to pray and to seek, to seek his Father. And yeah. uh, is it important that we set a regular rhythm that we have, call it ritual or routine? Yeah, I think that's really helpful because otherwise uh, life just takes over. And let's face it, we all live very busy lives. And in some respects, our lives are a lot busier than when Jesus was here on the earth. I mean, if he got to, had to go from one place to another, he either had to walk, take a boat across the lake, or get on a donkey. What do we do? We jump in our car, or we jump on the Internet, or we jump on a plane. And we're, we're <laughs> logging in so often every single day. We're caught up with the busyness of life, and we figure that gives us meaning and purpose. So what does Jesus do? He begins with the rhythm, and that's why I say it's important to develop your own rhythm, and everybody's a bit different because we're not hardwired the same way. Um, but I like to get up roughly the same time every morning, and I have a certain rhythm that I follow through. That might not be the same rhythm for anybody else, but I find it becomes a pattern. And part of that pattern is committing the day to God, whether I spend some time in meditation or some time in prayer, or even looking at my day planner for the day and praying through that before I even begin it. And so, for example, as, as I look at meditate, as I meditate on Scripture, I never use the Scripture in my morning uh, prayer time. That is going to be something I'm going to teach on or preach on, because that can become a way of saying, okay, I'm going to get some more ideas for that next talk or that next sermon. I want something that's going to be simply God speaking into my life, and it's not going to be based on my performance. Okay, really interesting. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a break in about a minute and a half, and uh, hope you can hang with us for a little bit. 
Uh, I know you got your grandson at a hockey game and you're sitting out in a parking lot. So um, thanks for taking one yeah, for the he team. Wouldn't me, he wouldn't <laughs> let me play tonight, so I'm sitting in the parking lot chatting away. Well, I'm glad he didn't let you play because as your brother, I've seen you play and my goodness. Anyways, <laughs> we're not going to go there. Um, Dave, Sorry. as we talk about these spiritual routines, um, yes. sometimes what would you say to a person who's not sure they're even following Jesus? How would they even need to, where would they begin? Uh, maybe they, or maybe they've just been turned off because of they've seen, you know, these big name Christians uh, show up as a facade. So how do you talk to people about that, about, you know, my buddy across the street, how would I ever tell him that he needs some kind of routine, a rhythm in life? Well, I don't think I would tell him across the street that he needs a routine. I think what I would do, and I think this is one of the keys to sharing our faith, is to live it out and to pray that God would give opportunities to speak into someone's life. And as you are prepared to be transparent, they might start to ask you questions about your own life. And I think it's finding points of connection. I think people are tired of us preaching at them and telling them, you need to get a routine. I think they want to see what's so unique about your life or what's so different. So, for example, sometimes people ask me what I do. The last thing I tell them is that I am a minister. Because it's either going to turn them off totally or they want to bear their soul and I might not have enough time to hear what they got to say. So sometimes I try to use creative ways to engage in conversation and just pray, God, if you have people coming in my day, I, I pray that you would open the door for me to, to be able to connect with them in whatever way is possible. So a number of years ago, I was studying down in Pecos, New Mexico. I'm going to tell you what. Let me jump in. Dave, can I jump in? I want to hear that story, yeah. if you can hold on to it. we got to take a short break, and then we're going to be right okay. back. So you're listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau. We got Dr. Dave Sherboneau on the line with us. We're talking about fake spirituality. Don't go away. You need to hear this story. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a fresh start this fall? Looking to grow your faith, find friends, and experience those connecting moments that were snatched away from you by the pandemic? Well, the people of North End Church invite you to join them this Sunday at 10 a.m. Located at 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines, North End is excited to discover what God's new normal is for them this fall. Dynamic worship, preaching that connects, programs for all ages, and new friends to meet. You'll find that North End is a place where everyone is welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything is possible. Check out North End Church this Sunday at 455 Geneva Street, St. Catharines, or go to northendchurch.ca. Will you provide a Bible for someone who desperately needs one? Baja knows the truth about Jesus, but she needs to read the Bible for herself. Like many new believers in India, Baja cannot find or afford a Bible. Your gift today provides a Bible and ministry programs for people like Baja. She knows that the power of prayer to Jesus changed her life, and she is eager to share this power and truth with others. But she needs a Bible. Your gift of just $5 will provide the Bible for a new believer eagerly waiting for their own copy of God's Word. Will you give a Bible to a new believer today? Visit BibleLeague.ca slash Mike or call Bible League Canada at 1-800-363-9673. 
Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, we're glad you're with us. And as we come into the last 10 minutes of the show, we're talking about fake spirituality. I got my uh, older brother, Dr. Dave Sherboneau, with us tonight. And he's got an amazing story I cut him off on just before the break. Dave, uh, tell us the story, but set us up again. Okay, so... One of the things was that we're looking at trying to find authentic spirituality and trying to live it out. And a number of years ago, I went to a Benedictine monastery down in Pecos, New Mexico. And as you enter into the monastery area, they owned, they owned a thousand acres of land up in these mountains. It was absolutely spectacular. But there was a huge rock at the front. And on that rock, there was a plaque. And the plaque said this, we would welcome everybody or we would receive everybody as we would receive Jesus. And I thought, yeah, I bet. But what I found out that these people living and working there in community were so welcoming and so inviting, and if you had anything, they dropped what they were doing to receive you. And I got thinking, how would that be transformational in my life if I started to receive people as I would receive Jesus? And so part of my prayer was this, Lord, I'm going to meet people today. Help me to welcome them into my life, even as I would welcome you. And I put a little caveat, even those that, that might drive me crazy. And it began a transformation in relationships. And that, that, I think, is what is so needed. We need people who are trying to live authentically. And so, for example, I would not say to the neighbor, you know, here are some practices you might want to try. I might say to him or her, here, here is, uh, you know, I'm thinking of getting away for a while. You know, life's been pretty busy. And I'm just going to go away for a couple of days alone. And they said, well, why do you do that? And I say, well, I find it really good to be in solitude for a while. And just to look into my own life and to try to hear what God is trying to say to me in life. And they might go, really? Because, you know, a lot of people are searching for places for solitude. Their life is busy. Or if you even use the word meditation, now, there is Christian meditation, and there is secular meditation. But the secularists are really into meditation, but they are quite open to hear what it means for a Christian to actually meditate and to, and to meditate on Scripture. And they might say, I don't know how to do that. Why don't, you explain, why don't you explain for just a moment how we do that? Explain to our listeners, well, how do we meditate on Scripture? Well, well this is... I'll, I'll do a very thumbnail sketch. One of the things that's really important is this. I read a small portion. First of all, I begin with a prayer. I say, Lord, if you have anything to speak into my life, help me to receive it. And I will start reading a passage of Scripture, and I stop until something catches my attention. And then I stop, and I think about it. I ruminate on it, and I ask this question. Uh, how does this what is this scripture about in my life? Then I'll go back and read that same passage again. And I ask this question in the next few minutes that I meditate. How does this apply to my life today? Then I'll read the same one again, the third time. And then I ask this question, God, what do you want me to do with this? And I sit and I wait. 
And it's amazing how God brings all kinds of thoughts to your conscious awareness. And then out of that, I pray. So here's what's happening. God has spoken to me or to you through Scripture. I process it with those questions, and then now I speak it back to God in my prayer. So that's a very simple way of teaching people how to meditate on Scripture. I mean, that was very helpful. I appreciate you doing that and just walking it through. When I started to talk yeah. about, you know, do I go over and talk to my neighbor? Um, I probably didn't phrase that right because he would probably look at me as if I was nuts uh, anyways. But the reality of it is, Dave, on the program tonight, all sorts of people are listening yeah. at various parts of their spiritual journey. How would, yeah. what advice would you give to people listening tonight to help them to discern if their life is out of rhythm and whether they're a follower of Jesus or not yet a follower of him, uh, how do we determine if we are more fake than real? It's easy for us to be critical and point the finger at the big names, but what about me, yeah. just regular old me? How would you speak? Well, I it, maybe the guys we play hockey with, uh, it can be anyone, but what are the things that we need to go away thinking about tonight? I think I need to take some time to just do an evaluation and an examination of my own life. And I might ask some of these questions. Who am I? Do I really know my own identity? Is my identity based on what I do and what I've accomplished? Because if that's all it is, then there's going to come a day when I won't have that identity because I'm going to die. And has that been the essence of my life? Or is my identity something more? Am I truly a child of God? Do I know that I'm loved by God for just who I am and not for what I do? And if some people are struggling with that and they don't know how to process it, I would suggest getting in touch with someone who is a spiritual director. And I, I'm in the, at the seminary and graduate school of Tyndale University. We have, we have many, many that we have trained as spiritual directors. Some are pastors, uh, some are therapists, and some are working in this field on their own. And if they go to Tyndale's website, they could find spiritual directors. And we have them placed all over the world. In fact, it doesn't matter where you live today, because you can do everything on Zoom or on Teams or whatever you would need to do. And so I would say having someone being able to help you reflect on who you are, your identity, and your relationship with God in life changing. I've had spiritual directors in my life in different seasons, and it has been so helpful that I take time to look at this relationship I have with Almighty God. Dave, just before we go, you've uh, just put out a new book. Tell us about that one and where we can find it. Well, the book I would suggest, there's two. The book that has really been helpful with people in spiritual practices and looking at some of this stuff is called Reconnect, Spiritual okay. Exercises to Develop Intimacy with God. And you can get that on Amazon, or you can phone the Tyndale University bookstore. Uh, but the book is called Reconnect. The new book, which will be out in about a month or so, um, this is a book that talks about the basics of the Christian faith, and it's called The Essentials. And so that's going to be available. It's not quite available yet. It's just being printed. It should be out in a month, and that's available on Amazon, and it will be available at Tyndale University or other bookstores that tend to carry it. 
uh, bookstores are not doing so well in many places these days. People go online and shop. Uh, so those are two major places where the books can be gotten. So I would say if you are a seeker and trying to figure out the basics of the Christian faith, look for the book, The Essentials. If you're looking at something that can help you to grow and to develop a deeper intimacy with God, I would suggest the book, Reconnect. Great words. Dave, I just want to thank you for taking the time to uh, be on the program tonight, for helping us with this challenging subject that's out in front of all of us all the time, but also it hits too close to home because all of us, I believe, we uh, wake up in the morning and we'd like to be the real deal, but it seems to me that sometimes we're living our own lie, and uh, you've helped us to uh, wake up to that reality and given us some concrete things that we can do uh, to be the people that God's called us to be. I want to thank you for taking the time. All right? Glad to be with you. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. And get me a nice gift for Christmas. All right, bye for now. All right, so uh, that's uh, we're almost at the end of the show tonight, and uh, I want to take the last two or three minutes just to give you an update on my own journey. Uh, really delighted that uh, Laura Watson could be with us for the first half of the program, just living in the limelight, and about what she does to stay real and uh, my brother David who uh, helps uh, hundreds of people in this whole journey about developing practices so that we can go the distance and we want to encourage you to do that. I don't know if you've ever gone to my website you can go to mikesherbino.org or I have a new website it's called theperspective.tv theperspective.tv I want to explain the last one in the last couple months, uh, weeks rather, we've taken a huge step of faith and we've launched a daily TV program and it's called The Perspective. And if you'd like to watch uh, a lot of the subjects we talk about here on Open Mic, we unpack them through the week. We have guests coming on from all over Canada and the United States and it's been very exciting. I'd like to invite you to pray with me uh, as we seek to present God's word in a winsome way so that people will uh, be drawn to Jesus and to understand his incredible love for them. And uh, so if you were to go to any of my websites, mikesherbino.org or theperspective.tv, you can track more what I'm doing. Along with that, I pastor still in St. Catharines at North End Church. If you'd like to support this ministry, everything that we're doing um, uh, is, you know, independence upon God to move through his people to help. And we would be grateful for your partnership. More than anything else tonight, I want to encourage you that if you've never started in your journey with Jesus, to know that he cares for you, that he wants you to know that he wants to be your savior and your friend. Many times people have said to me, or they've indicated to me that they don't know how to start that journey. And maybe today you need to reconnect or you want to reach out why don't you pray right now, sitting in your car, at home, wherever you are, and just say this prayer of reconnecting with God. Dear Lord, I recognize that I'm a sinner, recognize that I have failed. I'm asking you to be my savior and friend. Fill me with your spirit and receive me to yourself so that I might know your presence in my life today. And if you're praying that prayer, go to my website, MikeSherbino.org or theperspective.tv and let me know you've prayed. We'll send you some literature to help you 
in this journey called life. Don't try to do it on your own and get connected in a church. And I know COVID's been hard, but it's time to go back. It's time to go back, mask up and uh, head back to church and uh, be encouraged as you journey in this whole process that we call life. Thanks for being a part of the program tonight. Look forward to chatting with you next week. The preceding program has been sponsored by Find the Way Ministries.